Hi, everyone, and welcome to First State Insights, a podcast presented by the University of Delaware's Institute for Public Administration. That's IPA for short. My name is Troy Mix. I'm Associate Director at IPA and your host for this episode. I'm back with another Freight Friday edition of First State Insights, brought to you through a partnership of IPA and the Delmarva Freight Working Group, an ongoing transportation planning and economic development partnership coordinated by IPA, the Delaware Department of Transportation, and Delaware's three metropolitan planning organizations, the Dover-Kent County MPO, the Salisbury-Wacomico MPO, and Wilmapco. My guest is Kari DeWitt. Kari is the president of Mountaineer Logistics, which is a purpose-driven company that provides courier, distribution, and freight management services. Based in Delaware, the Mountaineer Logistics team aspires to improve the quality of lives in the communities that they work and live in by providing world-class delivery services in socially and environmentally responsible ways. On February 24, 2022, I spoke with Kari about the current status of and future plans for the company and its role in the community. Let's get to the conversation. Good morning, Kari. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning, Troy. Thanks for having me. So I'm really intrigued to kind of learn more about where you are and your journey into this logistics space. And I thought to get started today, could you kind of tell us a little bit about your background and how and when you decided to become engaged in logistics? Yeah, I'm a native New Yorker. Uh, came to uh, Delaware in uh, 90, 1997. Worked in uh, two local banks here for about 20 years in a number of finance and managerial positions. Then I worked at the uh, state of Delaware in the treasurer's office for about a year. And then in 2019, I decided to purchase a franchise for healthy frozen fruit bars called Fruitful. So began distributing those and essentially evolved my company, Mountaineer Logistics, to start adding courier service as well. So that's kind of my story and how I got involved in the business. Been a great journey so far. And what what's appealing about the space kind of, I guess, generally? I mean, I maybe it's the same thing that was appealing about the the franchise business, but is there something about logistics that you've gotten to appreciate over time and makes you more intrigued to be engaged in it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as I got started, it's it's weird. I think as you drive down the road, you don't realize how many trucks and vans and everything is kind of going down the road and you start paying a lot more attention to it. Logistics space really has drawn on all of my experiences, which I really enjoy. Obviously, a growing industry, which has come to light over the last few years, become even more important and uh, a focal point. But I think overall, I'm able to use my finance skills, my economics background, my community work, and use them all in this logistics space. So fascinating space to be in. So tell me a little bit about Mountaineer Logistics, I guess, kind of what's the overall mission for the business and what's your kind of major products or lines of work? Absolutely. Yep. So Mountaineer Logistics, we say we are a purpose-driven company. We provide uh, courier distribution and freight management services. We service the Mid-Atlantic region based here in Delaware. We have three really major lines of business. First, the uh, food distribution, wholesale food distribution. Second, we do courier and transport work. And then third, we do freight management in terms of dispatch, freight brokerage services. And so how big are you overall right now? And then maybe kind of what's the breakdown of 
where are each of those lines of business right now? So right now, still small company, approaching the uh, six-figure number here. So still small company. Primarily, most of our business now is in the courier works. I would say probably about 80% of our revenue is driven from the courier work we do. I'm expecting that to shift in this year a lot more towards the freight brokerage, which was which will be new for our company this year. But then also doing a lot more distribution work uh, this year as well. So I'm expecting the brokerage, excuse me, the brokerage to be about 60% of the revenue in 2022, and then probably 20% from courier and then 20% from the distribution side. So if we came back in, in 10 to 15 years, I mean, how large do you want the whole enterprise to be? What do you anticipate? So yeah, by 2030, we'd love to have uh, around 100 employees spread across our three different lines of business ambitious, but I think very reachable in terms of the growth that's going on in the space. Right now, we are, you know, looking to have uh, most of our business kind of transition to the brokerage side this year. So that'll be about 60% of our space and then uh, 20% of our revenue coming from distribution and courier, respectively. We want to be the preferred courier and transport company in Delaware, but we also want to be one of the preferred employers in Delaware as well. Yeah, let's talk about employees and kind of the labor side of this a little bit. I mean, labor definitely gets talked a lot about in the freight logistics sector and kind of hear popular stories about uh, truck driver shortages, for instance. Could you speak to kind of what uh, types of skills you'll envision needing of the workforce of the future for Mountaineer Logistics? And kind of, is there a pipeline now or is that part of what needs to be built? Great question. Yeah, obviously the labor shortages in the logistics space has been uh, well publicized, but it's one of the things that excites me and one of the the reasons I wanted to start my own company. I think right now our our plans are really, as part of honestly, the Biden-Harris trucking plan, uh, we're starting an apprenticeship program, not only for drivers, but also for freight agents. So we're building our pipeline in-house. We want to provide career pathing for our employees, not just for the jobs of today, but for the jobs of, of, of 2030. So, you know, with the arrival of autonomous vehicles and other alternative modes of delivery, we need to prepare our workforce for the jobs that are going to be here in the future. So that's a main focus of ours. We want to provide comprehensive training, apprenticeship programs, and ongoing education provide jobs of the future. We're expecting the logistics space to look very different in 10 years. You know, with electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles, drone delivery, and so on. So we are aiming for that mark. In terms of the pipeline, we really are looking to make a difference in marginalized communities. So we'll be going after individuals that are veterans, women, individuals with a justice-involved background, really individuals that may be overlooked but still have a great skill set and able to operate in this space, which uh, which is definitely a plus for this space. And, you know, the kind of the here and now, or the here and now of the last year and a half at least, you know, navigating logistics space in a business setting during COVID 
during the, you know, also well-publicized kind of supply chain crunch. What kind of business opportunities did that create, you know, in terms of money-making, but also in terms of how you spent your day-to-day, week-to-week on the job? Yes. um, Positive impact for the logistics space, as you could guess. So initially did a lot of kind of emergency on-call COVID-related work. So doing a lot of pickups, collections, and delivery of experimental medications, COVID employee tests, doing a lot of deliveries to kind of ground zero, right? New York, New Jersey area to hospitals. So business uh, improved as a result of COVID. But then I think as the pandemic kind of wore on and consumer behavior changed, individuals working from home, it really highlighted how important logistic workers are. And essentially, you know, they were essential employees, which is obviously now a popular term. So those things in a, those positions in the logistics space, um, I think are here to stay. It still is an evolving space, obviously, but looking forward to the growth and the opportunities. And, you know, thinking about your growth as a business, you know, I can imagine the startup space and, you know, small business development is a lonely operation at times. And I'm curious kind of what, you know, information or support you're, you know, seeking from the community or looking for from the community as you move forward and try to try to build something that has 100 employees in 10 or 15 years. Right. Um, the support, honestly, has been great from uh, the community. I think one thing that came out of the pandemic as well was support from, you know, government and other agencies, especially towards uh, small businesses, uh, as we've seen the uh, great uh, resignation era upon us and uh, a lot of individuals going into small business of their own. So I've gotten a, received a lot of support from agencies, nonprofits, and so on in terms of helping me grow the business, which has been uh, tremendous. I think they are obviously uh, owning your own small business. There's a lot of things that you don't know or you don't know what you don't know. So being able to get coaching, good advisors has been essential for kind of mapping out how I want to grow and the best ways to grow. Partnerships have really allowed me to scale my business. So working with different other uh, other small businesses has been key, but then also leveraging those resources uh, has been essential for my growth and my growth going forward. And thinking about kind of like the world that I work in, working with Delaware Department of Transportation and other kind of transportation planning organizations in the state, are there things about, let's say, like the infrastructure bill or, you know, how our infrastructure might look differently that you're concerned or curious about? see as opportunities in the next, again, 5, 10, 15 years as logistics changes, the infrastructure needed to support operations change. I mean, what are you thinking about that kind of swirl of activity? Yeah, I think uh, working with individuals like yourself, with MAPCO, is part of our uh, long-term strategic plan, helping organizations kind of map out uh, the future of logistics in Delaware is a key part of our, our strategic plan going forward. We want to help understand, uh, you know, electric vehicles, the electric highway, if you will. You know, how will a courier get from spot to spot in Delaware, be able to charge and continue delivering, continue going? We want to help with 
emissions accounting. One of our, our focal points is the environment and community. So we want to be able to provide delivery in responsible ways, responsible in terms of social and also in terms of the environment. We want to be environmentally forwardly thinking. So being able to help uh, government agencies and corporations, one, reach their carbon emission goals is a, a key focus for us. But then two, helping government agencies kind of map out how can we do this in a sustainable way? You know, carbon emissions went up by uh, 6% in 2021. Uh, most of that was driven by freight. So how can we help Delaware bring that number down, number one, start counting it, number two, and uh, start making a difference? So that's really where we're looking to make an impact. You started with your purpose-driven company. You mentioned kind of you know, interest in supporting marginalized communities. You mentioned some big ticket items just a moment ago in terms of helping to meet carbon reduction goals, for example. You know, all big lofty goals in addition to the employing 100 people. And I I guess, could you point us to major planks right now in terms of making a difference in the community that aren't necessarily solely profit-driven things, but things you're doing right now that you hope to begin starting making, you know, at least small impacts on some of those big items you mentioned. So right now we are working on a number of small things with a few agencies. So looking to uh, do some workforce development for the youth, for example, um, and kind of really preparing them out till 2030, getting them ready. Other things we're helping other small businesses. That's other key kind of focus for us. Um, What I've found in this space uh, over the last two years is that, especially for the courier, the last mile, smaller truckers, um, there's not a lot of information out there. So being able to share information and help other small businesses grow the right way and grow profitably is a key for us. And then kind of ongoing, I've uh, continued to do all of my volunteer work, serving management and leadership positions and nonprofits here, and then serve in uh, different settings on sharing my experiences and um, trying to help other courier companies. Well, Kari, I, you know, I really look forward to partnering with you on your journey and tracking your journey over time. And I know you're just, you know, getting underway and, you know, getting your feet underneath you, but, uh, you know, it's great to see you in this space and I wish you continued good luck on the journey. Thanks, Troy. And I look forward to uh, working with you. I'm excited. Hopefully uh, you'll have me back on when I have some more things to announce. Absolutely. For more on the work of Kari and the Mountaineer Logistics team, browse to mountaineerlogistics.com. For more details on the University of Delaware's Institute for Public Administration, visit our website at ipa.udel.edu. Thanks for tuning in to this special Freight Friday edition of First Aid Insights. Reach out with comments, subscribe to the podcast, and tune in again soon. Take care.